This is a fourth hand production. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental I don't know, planes that they're building? And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome everybody to Strange Uncles Halloween 2020. I'm Shane. And I'm Joan. We can do that little. You must be the Monopoly guy. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Now, hey, so welcome everybody. Um, This one, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a bonus, a little bit. You know, Halloween's always a special place in our hearts. Um, I will say, I think we're going to agree that this one's just a. Hey, we're having a kind of a fun little Halloween COVID party. I guess is that what you call this thing? Yeah, we're just going to get drunk and talk about Halloween. Perfect. I'm having a seltzer. <laughs> yes, you are having a seltzer. I spotted it from a mile away, too. Yeah, just like, wait, out. That ain't no regular beer can. <laughs> that looks skinny. Kind of like when you're smoking. It, it a does look out. a little skinnier. <laughs> yeah. Just like you, Josh, you're looking a little skinnier these days. Thanks, I've been working out. <laughs> oh, have you? Yeah. I switched to seltzer. It's been a wonderful uh, dietary plan. I feel yeah. lighter already. <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge uh, my wife tried that the other day you know i i don't know i took a sip it's not bad you know as far as seltzers go you know she picked up something that was uh i fizzy vivi something she goes well it's got vitamins in it i'm like oh oh okay. thank god yeah. cool well good so yeah. you're getting drunk uh, and all your daily <laughs> right. uh you know vitamins i tried exactly. that brand and i didn't really like love the flavor combinations that's the thing that bugs me the most about the this seltzer fad is like all the fancy flavor combinations. Like I want lime. Yeah. I like want grapefruit, mountain meadow. Fuck. Yeah. It's some, yeah. some are weird. I, I don't, yeah, I don't get it either. It, like no need to be artisan about a seltzer, you know, it's still booze. So come on guys. But yeah, I mean, essentially it's malt liquor. Like I might as well just be drinking Smirnoff ice, but whatever. <laughs> Do you think the guy that invented Zima is like, God Damn it. You're I was right. 40 years too early. <laughs> Dude, Zima made a comeback. <laughs> it made a comeback for like six months. Oh, is it gone again? Oh, it's gone. I, I, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. it. Like it was here and gone in a flash. Dang. Like it was, that, that was just funny. a flash in the pan. But, uh, Zima. <laughs> Zima. Is it? Zima is it a bummer? The crystal Pepsi of alcohol. That, it, that's what I was going to say. I was 100. God. You took my words out of my mouth. I was just going to say that. The Crystal Pepsi. It came out about the same time, too, didn't it? Yeah, let's take Fuck away yeah. the brown color. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm Fucking just, I think it was like right around that same time. Oh, the good old 80s. You know what we wouldn't give it back for. I, I give anything just to be not in this situation. However, you know, it is what it is. So, and we keep going it's forth. It's all right. We're just going to learn to live with COVID, so. I think yeah. that's get, yeah. get used to Zoom, fellas. <laughs> yep, <laughs> this ain't changing. 
Uh, well, with all that being said, you know, um, I will say, so I'm going to get on a soapbox a little bit and I'm sure you guys are okay with it. I know it's a Halloween episode, but first of all, because we said it last episode towards the end, I will say it in the beginning of this episode, vote, 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 vote like your life depends on it. Um, vote twice. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah, you can do that. Fuck yeah. Vote often, vote early. Vote often, vote early. Treat this shit like the NBA All-Star game. Let's fucking go. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's so funny. It seems like every day is like fucking a new layer of this weird proverbial onion. I I, I just I can't I can't wrap my mind around, you know, and it doesn't no. get any better. If the United States saw this happening in a resource-rich country. The United States would fucking invade to restore order. So yeah, know. well, yeah, there, yeah, there is that absolutely. Well, we got Barrett on the on the Supreme Court. Thank God, you know, because that was thank God. Yeah, Forty-eight Kavanaugh to fifty-two basically came out today and or yesterday and basically said he's down to help steal the election. Oh my yeah. God. So, that. that's meanwhile, cool. Mitch McConnell's a fucking crypt keeper. If anybody, <laughs> we're going to get another four lately. years of Trump. I Most hate likely. to say that. God, damn I read, it. I read something from Brett Kavanaugh today, and I was like, yeah, it's he's just basically like, we're going to give you four more years of Trump, no matter what. Even even if it's a landslide Biden victory, they're going to claim voter fraud, fraud and yep. take it to the Supreme Court. And no matter what the evidence says, Brett Kavanaugh basically said. Fuck yeah, Trump it is. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's basically the Supreme Court's going to fucking decide this election and we get four more years of Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, I can't do that. And uh, so a little uh, caveat on October 22nd, 1922, mm. birth of fascism, Mussolini was uh, elected and went into gained power on October 31st, 1922. Oh, nice. So, you know, that's a little weird fact for Halloween and there guess, you kinda, go. There you, you know. go. I, I think we got to orientate it back into that. I got to say, it's really cool because some of the, on, on the big Twitter feed, I see people talking about, Oh, this is a Halloween on Saturday and we fucking can't go out and it's a full, full moon. moon. But then everybody's going, you know, hopefully this resets the fucking chaos magic enough to where we can be back to normalcy. I can't guarantee it, but at least it's a, eh, it's a fun thought. You know. I often think about uh, the the witness in um, in Tobias's book, the Lake Michigan Moth Mothman, that yeah. mm-hmm. um, that said that they had done a magical working. They thought maybe oh, they summoned something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I blame them. I, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I blame them too. Yeah, if you got to blame somebody, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm on the off chance that you're listening to this. Fuck you, yeah. sir. <laughs> so, just go just go close the portal, please. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's not Jack Parsons. This happened recently, and it might be you guys that were on the shore. I, I think you read something wrong. So can you fix it, please, for us, for the country? That would be nice. I uh, I had a touch bases today with my regional manager, and at the bottom of the touch base, he always asks about PTO, you know, time off. And, you know, you put in your dates and stuff in there and and I, I put in this one. What the fuck did I say? I said, hey, uh, PTO possibly on November 4th, depending on how the election turns out, so I can go up in the woods and cry and scream. I at least need a day <laughs> to do that before I get back to work. And yeah. he just completely ignored the whole fucking I have nothing to, had nothing to say about it. He goes, okay. Uh, sure. What? Okay. If you need that time. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. No politics in the chat, Shane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, with all that being a... said, you know, we are on Halloween and despite nothing else and despite the country and where we're at in the world, you know, Halloween is still a special time. Um, a quick little note, if you guys I'm assuming everybody has Netflix. Have you watched Hubie Halloween yet? Negative. Nope. Okay, so it's an Adam Sandler thing, and I know he's slapstick, and I know, you know, maybe people love him or hate him, but it uh, yes, is the Sandlerverse. Oh, it is awesome. It is so fucking funny. Yeah, is it? It's actually funny. It, it's funny. I've it's dumb funny, but it's things. funny. Yeah. I don't think Adam Sandler's been funny since like 1999. Uh, uh, like I heard he does one of his silly voices that's not as annoying as a lot of them in the character and. But that it's like really funny, and there's just like a lot of like weird cameos and like characters from like the old movies that pop yep. up and stuff. And and that you describe the whole movie exactly. He's like the water boy with a little twist of uh, Billy Madison, I guess. I want to say. All right. You All right. I well, mean, you know, it's it's fun. Again, it's Halloween. It's fun. Just pay attention uh, to his thermos because that plays a key role into the entire movie. Uh, Spoiler alert, Shane. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, Much anyway. like the jerk. Um, <laughs> if you yeah. all have Hulu, I've been watching Hellstrom, and it's pretty creepy. Pretty oh, good. How, so what's that about? Did you mention that before? Uh, fuck, I don't know. Um, hmm. My brain is mush. Uh, it's about these uh, siblings whose father was a serial killer and perhaps more. Ooh. And they've grown up and there's all sorts of uh, supernatural goings on happening. Um, of course, they have like uh, sort of mystical powers. And uh, yeah, it turns out their dad was not just a serial killer, but maybe a demon. And he might be back. Uh, and a puppeteer and a professional basketball player. Yes, all of them. He is like, oh, are you watching that too? <laughs> no, I'm cool. just kidding. That was, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, that sounds really they just good. just randomly throw those two things in. Well, he was a serial killer and he's a fucking yeah. demon. Yeah. Also, he's a fantastic puppeteer and uh, uh, played for the Lakers in 89 to 91. Yeah. He used to sell shoes too at Payless. Yeah, it was really good. It really has a career. It's very white band. That's fucking funny. Oh, check that Multi- out, dude. He's a multifaceted psychopath. <laughs> well, aren't we, we contain all? multitudes, John? We contain <laughs> multitudes. That's fucking well, guys. Well, we yeah. Well, Shane, uh, lead, lead us. Yeah. With that being said, let's start like this. So we have an action-packed episode for you guys for Halloween. Um, we are going to start with something kind of simple. It sounds dumb, but at the same time, after you read them. It's cool. So we, I think, are going to start out with two-sentence horror stories. And anybody who has ever heard about these, because I've never really, I've seen bits and pieces, but I never thought about how scary a short little sentence could be. And holy shit, some of these, when you think about them, are, I don't know, yeah, they make me lay awake at night, I guess. They're, yeah, they're really effective for two sentences. I, I think make, so. Whoever makes these are super uh, creative because I don't think I could ever just like freak somebody out. In, in two senses. <laughs> yeah. 14 words. Right, exactly. Well, with that being said, John, you want to kick us off and we'll just uh, we'll go around the table and we'll read some of these things. And uh, let me cue up the scary music. Give me a second. Sure. Do you want me to start with number one or do you want me to just pick one that I like? I think whatever we like. I'm going to kind of skip around a little bit, but uh, we can kind of go in order. And uh, I don't know. The, most of these are pretty good. Some of them are kind of, eh, you know, 
Well, let's uh, let's kick off the Halloween 2020 with uh, with these. All right. Uh, you hear your mom calling you into the kitchen. As you are heading down the stairs, you hear a whisper from the closet saying, Don't go down there, honey. I heard it too. Freaky! I would assume that's mom hiding in the, cl- in the closet. Yeah, that's, that's, mo- that's the mom hiding in the closet. So, oh, Don't go down there, everyone. Yeah. Oh, and then this comment says uh, he is uh, the son of a lesbian couple, so that sums that one up. What's that? What just, that so not scary at all, actually. Oh well, okay. There you go. <laughs> I didn't read the comments before. They're actually. I, I didn't either, John. You threw that one right at. I had. I didn't see them at all. Well, mystery so, solved, everybody. All right, next scary <laughs> story. Here's this one. Uh, there was a picture of, in my phone of me sleeping. I live alone. And then the comment. Overly helpful neighbor closed the door after you walked in, left it open, and drunkenly fell asleep on the floor? Question mark? (laughs) (laughs) Touche. That's so funny. Um, This is kind of a cool one. So here's this one here. The last thing I saw was my alarm clock flashing 12.07, where she pushed her long, rotting nails through my chest, her other hand muffling my screams. I sat bolt upright, relieved it was only a dream, but as I saw my alarm clock read 12.06... I heard my closet door creak open. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of that whatsoever. Some old hag syndrome shit there. Oh, so here's a quick little weird thing that I scared my wife with to death, like on, oh, shit, what was it? What's today? Today's Wednesday. It was Monday night. And and I've never had this happen. I, I just, I, I don't know why we're on scary stories. So have you guys ever had one of those kind of awake, but you're not sure you're awake sleeping dreams that mm-hmm. everything comes together at the same time. Yes. I never have really. I'm kind of boring. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I don't wake up and have snacks. Like I'm pretty much every dream that I have. I know I'm dreaming or, or like I wake up. I don't know. I've never like, I've never had like any type of like sleep. Are you kind of describing sleep paralysis a little, a little bit? bit. I, Sounds I, like it. Yeah, a little bit, but okay. So let me explain what happened. So I, I have nightmares. I mean, obviously just because, yeah, well, you know, for whatever reason, I have, all, a whole I have all I have are nightmares. I, I, yeah. I don't ever have a dream where it's like, I'm skipping through a marigold field. That just doesn't fucking ever happen in my never. dreams at all. No. So I'm, I know I, I was laying, I was in bed. I knew I was in bed. Usually we keep the door a creek open so the dogs can get water, whatever have you. You know, there's some lights on in the living room that's just like accent lights. And so I know that. And I remember waking up, I kind of, I was tossing and turning. I was looking at the door and I lay back down and I turned around and I, I was kind of facing my wife. And then I, I felt something and I flipped around and I looked up at the ceiling that was on my side of the bed and this fucking thing was like hanging on the ceiling in pajamas just hanging there with their hands and completely fell like right next to me like it would have been right on a cot land next to me i fucking woke up screamed <laughs> of course that didn't do good for josephina because she's like oh my god and she shook me but it was one of those things where it was like i i i i couldn't different i couldn't tell the difference between the dream and whether something was actually there does that make sense at all yeah uh, Freak like me the fuck out, dude. Yesterday morning, uh, like early morning before it was time to get up, like probably like five. Um, 
maybe a little later than that, the sun was starting to come up, but I woke up and like, you know how sometimes when you wake up and you open your eyes, you, you see things that look like shapes and shit. Right. Mm -hmm. And they usually just like fade into the darkness or whatever. It was like that. And it looked like a really tall figure, like standing kind of in front of the door, which we also keep open a crack so the cats can come and go. And I was just like, usually when I see shit like that, it freaks me the fuck out. But, and I, I'll like flip out literally, but like <laughs> this didn't fade away. It just kind of stayed there, but it was like translucent. And I was just like, huh, that's really weird. And I looked down a little bit and busy. One of my cats was sitting on the end of the bed, staring right at it. And oh. I was just like, whoa, yeah. this happened cool. in your, in your current house. Yeah. This was like two days ago. Yes. Oh, yesterday geez. the day before. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you've got something going on there, and we've had – so if you listeners remember, there were people that we've had uh, – wasn't lit, who was it? It was a wife of Travis Winterden, I think, that yeah. she saw some things while you were doing the interview. We were talking to her behind. Yeah, you've got a thing in your house. I, I'm sure you're aware of that, but just FYI. Oh, Tom, Thomas Winterton. Oh, yeah. When yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, my apologies. Yeah, Thomas Winterton. Watch back. Yeah. Oh, wait, we're not doing videos anymore. I was like, watch back here. <laughs> I was gonna say, but now I, I know. I really should just like stare <laughs> not at you, but like oh, around you. Um, the only time I've kind of had that happen is when I sleepwalk. I used to sleepwalk a bunch, and I oh, haven't wow. sleptwalk in a long. I haven't. Uh, as far as I know, I haven't slept walk in a really long time, but like I used to fucking sleepwalk all the time. And this one time I was on tour and this isn't very creepy, but it kind of is. Um, I was on tour and we were playing in Norman, Oklahoma and we were staying with this, uh, this dude and his wife and we'd stayed with them before. So we get home, we get to his house and it was like kind of a long drive and we set up in his living room and we're all kind of beat. Like we don't really hang out. It's pretty late. I think we have a long drive the next morning. So we just need to, you know, go to bed, you know, and, and wake up and drive. So fall asleep, watching TV or whatever. And the next thing I know, I'm like, I hear somebody yelling at me like, wake up, wake up. And I kind of like come to, and I see the dude, hoisted up on his shoulders in bed and his wife is right next to me and they're hmm. both staring at me, but I didn't know what was going on. And then just reality slowly just like faded in. Like at first I was so confused and then just reality started coming and I started waking up and I was like, Oh my God. Oh, and I just like walked out of the room, walked back out. But the crazy thing is I never even knew, like I'd never even been in that part of the house, like the living room kitchen garage area is the only place I'd ever been. And there was this hallway. Like, so I had wow. no idea. Huh. So it's not spooky, but it definitely sucks. And I apologize profusely in the morning. No. Oh, <laughs> man, I've got, say, I've got a Holy funny shit. story along those lines that I don't know if we want to tell here, but it's pretty <laughs> fucking hilarious. It involved. Uh, <laughs> like, I would like uh, to hear it. Uh, well, uh, well, I'll just tell it real quick. Um, we were in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Josh was, Josh was from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we were visiting some of his friends, and we were staying at their farmhouse, and we got fucking hammered ass. And uh, I guess woke up in the middle of the night and, like, sleep-peed the fucking kitchen floor. <laughs> uh, and uh, 
like he didn't realize it though. Like he just woke up the next morning with his pants off and was like, what the fuck is going on? And then like, <laughs> uh, the dude was yelling at his dog and like super fucking pissed. Like he's like, Potter, fuck you up. He's like, I can't take it. Like, I think that was me. And the dude was like, Oh yeah, I know it was you. I'm just fucking with you. Oh my God. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's funny. that was a really bad retelling. So if you see up there, ask him to tell you about the time he peed on the floor in Lancaster. I will, man. I, I I could go on and on. Unfortunately, this episode isn't about this, but I could go on and on with uh, mishaps of peeing whilst <laughs> on tour. I would say I have like three I have like on my literally head right like now. several several stories oh, about God. this. Uh, should we take a quick break and get back to the scary? Yeah, we can get back to the scary. Yeah, I I've got I mean, a really know. good two sentence one that I uh, want to let all you freaky oh. people know. Follow Strange Uncles down the rabbit hole of the wild and bizarre as they uncover history that shouldn't be talked about, topics that don't fit into the norm, and conspiracies that sometimes run amok. Find our website at mystrangeuncles.com, follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Strange Uncles, or check out our YouTube channel, Strange Uncles Podcast, where we're adding new content every week. Open the gates. I woke to the sound of the baby monitor crackling with the voice comforting my firstborn child. As I adjusted to a new position, my wife, my arm brushed against my wife sleeping next to me. Oh, Creepy. see, you know what? When I first read that, I, I didn't, I had to read it again to go, Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Well, that was his wife. Oh no, no, that wasn't his wife. <laughs> Just yeah. really get, you who the hell is comforting his baby? Yeah. Oh Jesus. Ugh. Good one. Wouldn't that be kind of convenient if you just had a ghost nanny? You know what? Like I mean, Casper, the has Disney nanny. has Disney made that yet? Ghost the, nanny? the ghost nanny. I Disney, don't think if you're so. Listening, copyrighted. This is R.I.P. Like yeah. Angelica Houston could play the uh, ghost nanny. I, I was thinking more Fran Drescher, but yeah, you can do Angelica yeah. Houston totally. <laughs> Your baby needs milk. <laughs> <laughs> could you please exercise this ghost? The fucking voice is driving me fucking crazy. What are you That's talking fucking, about? I'm a ghost. I'm just watching your kid. <laughs> I love Fran Drescher. You guys have no idea. <laughs> we all do. We all, we all do. Oh, God. Right. I've got one. My sister says that mommy killed her. Mommy says that I don't have a sister. What? <laughs> well, I'll do you one better. How's this one? My daughter won't stop crying and screaming in the middle of the night. I visit her grave and ask her to stop, but it doesn't help. Uh, yes. That's not good. Well, and that's a precursor to our fact and bullshit that's going to come up later on. So stand by, gentlemen. For those of you who have never listened to the show or are not familiar with the fact or bullshit, um, I usually write some things that are real and look up real news, news things and fake things. And then I throw them out to John and Josh. And they decide whether they're fact or bullshit. And that is right up the alley of what we have waiting after we get done with um, with news. So stand by for that one. So uh, a touch from the other side. The doctors told the amputee he might experience a phantom limb from time to time. Nobody, nobody prepared him for the moments, though, when he felt cold fingers brush across his phantom hand. Oh. Have mm. you? So the phantom limb thing... 
I, just a side note, that's very interesting to me. I had a friend who actually lost his a part of his leg in the Navy, and he would claim up and down that he could still at times feel his leg. It, it was a weird. Oh, it was a weird thing. I, I've heard about it, but I never. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's just a make, weird thing. Make, yeah, makes sense. I mean, you've had it your whole life. You know, you you're just like so used to being able to grab something. You know, like without even thinking about it. Yeah, makes sense that you true. Can still there feel was it. also I can't. Re- fuck, I'm so annoyed that I can't remember this. But there was a type of photography that a guy came up with around the uh, twenty. We've talked about this before. Uh, around the turn of the century um, where they were photographing um, the electric fields basically around things, plants uh-huh. and people and stuff. Okay. And they started doing experiments where they would like cut the limbs off like a salamander or a frog or something and take those pictures and they would still see that piezoelectric field around where the limb should have been. Oh, wow. So I think even if you lose it, your body kind of still knows it at some level it's still part of you yeah yeah for sure yeah i mean you know and that goes around a little bit with like auras in general it's still energy that yeah i I see that yeah i mean i guess i can see that it's just i think physically feeling and and i I don't know it's it's just there's got to be some parts of your like some electrons or something that are like still somehow fake firing to your brain that your arm's still there right Yeah, yeah possibly yeah, that's like, my very unscientific reasoning <laughs> for that. Yeah, but yeah, that's fine. That's my twelfth grade education coming <laughs> coming in hot right there. Yeah, full <laughs> throttle, crashing into the ground. <laughs> so. K through twelve. Oh, um, here is I. I really like this one uh, because I can kind of relate because really the only ghost story I have, minus my Ouija board story, is like a ghost cat. Oh, okay. Um, and I and I've told it here on the podcast before, but this one is growing up with cats and dogs. I got used to the sounds of scratching at my door while I slept. Now that I live alone, it is much more unsettling. Oh, so you know, first of all, let your fucking dog or cat in. Touche. <laughs> right. I mean, fucker. that's the reason that I sleep with the door cracked. I don't want to, but if I don't, then the cats won't let me sleep. Yeah, like, yeah, like, exactly. Dude, let your dog sleep in your room. You, you know, don't have to I, let I'm your sorry. dog. You don't have to let your dog sleep on your bed. No, that's fine. I get that. My dog doesn't sleep on my bed, not because I don't want her to, but but because she just won't. Like, you move one inch, and she's like, "How dare you move, you fucking asshole!" Yeah. <laughs> so, but like, I mean, we got a bed right by our bed. Like, I don't know if you don't like allow your animal just to sleep inside your bedroom. Isn't that like a little? Yeah, there's something's wrong with the. And on top of that, animals got an instinct. So if there is any creepy, weird shit going on, say at like three fifteen p.m., which is witching hour, mm-hmm. you want an animal there because they're pretty good intuitions for sure. So yeah, but you know what? The wor- scariest thing is is waking up at three fifteen in the morning with your dog fucking barking. Oh man, yeah, I, I don't like that shit at all. That is we the worst to- thing oh. ever. When we lived at the Kilby house, uh, my old roommate, Dave's Mastiff, Kina, would just bark at the fucking cold air intake for the furnace that was above his bedroom door. Just like Mm. would stare at it and fucking go nuts all the time. (laughs) Fucking sucked. (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah, that's not fucking funny. So (laughs) 
Okay. Josh, let's do one more round. I, I don't know. This is yeah, your I pick, got, and then I, I got, got one, one, and then I got a story. All right. I got one real quick because this reminds me of uh, closing up late at night back in my service industry days. Uh, working the night shift alone tonight, there's a face in the cellar staring at the security camera. Ooh. There was a wow. creepy-ass basement in the melting pot in the building where the melting pot was is um, that was dry storage. So, like, I'd have to go down there to get the beer and shit to restock. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, like, the fucking creepiest basement ever. And the elevator was super fucking rickety, too, because it was just that old historic building. It fucking sucked. Yeah. Um. So one of my best friends, and you guys all know him, Drew... Oh yeah, hey, uh, yes. And he's a Patreon member. Um, so what up, he, what up, Drew? Um, <laughs> he worked at a chocolate factory, or I don't know if a factory is the right word, but he worked at a chocolate company. <laughs> I was gonna say, you want to clarify? It's yeah, it's no. Drew. He, he he worked at a chocolate company, the one um, by Liberty Park, and I guess he was. And I, I I'm gonna get some of this story wrong, but essentially the long and short of it is he was working at night, some guy in like a Brown suit or whatever. There was only two people working and some guy in a Brown suit in the basement came up, said something to him, whatever, like talk to him, drew, talk to him. <clears throat> and he went back upstairs, talked to his other coworker. And he's like, yeah, that guy down there was like, said, I don't know what he said, but like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And the person that he was talking to was like, Oh, you've seen him. And apparently it's this ghost that like haunts this chocolate store, this candy store uh, on seventh East in Utah. No I think it's shit. Call it a factory, a chocolate factory, right? It just sounds good. It just, it, Does it, it rolls off the tongue a lot more, right? <laughs> it, do, it just, okay. it just it, like, instead of a chocolate store, like it's chocolate factory. That's uh, actually when uh, we first started doing this, Drew told me he wanted to come on and tell that story. Like, uh, and I think we should have him on to do it at some point. Yeah, it's it's a really good story. And like like I said, like I'm giving you a cliff note shitty version because it's been <laughs> like years since I've even heard that. But every time I drive past that chocolate store, I think of I think of that wow. like every time. Wow. Drew, if you're listening and we know you are, let us know your availability. Yeah, by all means, reach out and we'll have you on. Or if you can write us, any one of you listeners, at strangejungles at gmail.com. And that goes for you too, Drew. Yeah, I would love to have my. I think that's great. It'd be great. Um, talking about people that we. So I got a quick little story about my mother. So I talked about different stories that that directly related to me. But my mom, the first ghost story that she ever told me, she lived with a roommate. She was uh, working to be a nurse in Hamilton, Montana, and she lived with this gal who was in this house. The house was a weird hodgepodge thing set up. Like something was new and something was old. It was like added on over the years. And so her friend went to work and her mom sat there and she, she never was comfortable in the house. She said at any time. So it really didn't matter, but she was listening to the radio, reading a book and she felt something. She looked up and in the old part of the house, she saw this guy with his top hat on and a suit just start walking across around the corner and down and she said he had no eyes and he just literally stopped where the old part of the house began and the new part of the house was built and and just went across and he just sat there and so my mom's fucking freaking out 
And she's like, if I knew I could get to the lamp and the light switch across the room, I'd be okay. And she just closed her eyes and she jumped out of the chair and she flipped everything on. And she got back in the chair. She sat there and she turned around and looked to see if he was still there. And he was there, but he just smiled at her and then turned around and walked back down, back around the hallway and around the corner. And she waited for like three hours for a friend to come home. And her friend came home. And and when a friend opened the door, she looked at my mom. And she's like, oh, you've seen him. Like she just knew. You know, she didn't say anything to her. But uh, yeah, where she, oh man, the story she had was just amazing. But anyway. You know, kind of crazy. Um, I've got one last one here, and then we can roll into something else. So here we go on this one. It's been watching me for hours now. Sometimes I catch glimpses of its reflection on the computer screen, but I dare not turn around. As I sit in front of a computer screen, and I don't want to turn around. So. With video on so you can see what's behind you. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, if I'm just looking at Josh's behind behind him. I mean, I'm, we should have that like a 24-7 camera surveillance and just to see what goes through that door because that shit we, is creepy. We really should, actually. Uh, I'm trying to find uh, the pictures from the incident. Um, you got things in your house, bro. In case bro. we fucking get into that. The um, incident. So text them to you guys. Uh, yeah, when my house was definitely fucking haunted. Uh, you yeah. sent me some pictures of like whiskey glasses kind of tipped over on purpose on the coffee table. And oh, that things. was a completely different incident. Was it really? Yeah, that was one time we were at your house recording. Um, oh, we the studio. And she sent and them your. Yeah. yeah, Aubrey was like, What the fuck are you doing? And I was like, Oh, no, talking about like ghosts and shit. And uh, she had basically had a glass fall through the coffee table mm. that was pretty cool um yeah here was that there's a thing that is a thing well anyway so that is uh there's plenty other two sentence horror stories but you know it just goes to prove that it doesn't take a lot to kind of just weave a tail and make it kind of yeah. eerie you know Put your simple. imagination going I, and I going. think that's why some of it, your imagination is kind of running wild and you know, that's what mm-hmm. that looks like. But anyway, we're going to revisit some news, but I think, are you guys ready to roll into fact or bullshit on this one? Yeah, oh, I want to do yeah. fact or bullshit. This is my favorite segment. Yeah, these are favorites. So I named this one. So this is Halloween, by the way. So this is fact or bullshit. Wake the dead is what I call this. So um, I picked some stories. These are all kind of related to just weird stories of either people that are buried or cemeteries or things across the country. Um, and I, and I, I'll be honest with you, some kind of struck me odd. I was like, I can't even imagine that that was a thing. But, you know, I have no idea it's a thing. So if you guys are ready to roll into it, I will start out the next one. So for those of you listeners who may have not ever heard this, basically the premise is I read the story. Um, It may be a real story. It may not be a real story. And then John and Josh kind of weigh the two and decide whether it's real or not. But if nothing else, you know, the real ones, you'll learn a little bit of, uh, I don't know, a little bit of history behind it. So the first one we got is Theodore Photo Glava. A pale, lanky Transylvanian immigrant came to America, as many others did, seeking a better life. But all indications are that he led a modest, if not impoverished, life as a coal miner before dying in the midst of the 1918 flu epidemic. 
He possibly, along with another person, was buried in the municipal cemetery in Lafayette, Colorado, north of the edge of town. It wasn't until after his death that Glava gained notoriety. So buried in what would have been the poorest section of the old graveyard, Glava's grave was hastily carved and inscribed with his birthplace, year of death, and a few other words, among them, Trandofer, the Romanian word for rose. Transylvania, where Glava originally came from, is, now we know, synonymous with Vlad the Impaler, Count Dracula, and vampires galore. Though not much is known about Glava's life, the mention of Transylvania on his gravestone spurred rumors that he was a vampire. It is thought that a tall, pale, lanky man that from that region that would easily target for untrusting settlers, stoking rumors, or attempting to explain away natural happenings with superstition. Local lore says that some townspeople dug up the grave and found blood by Glava's mouth, his teeth seemingly large than normal, and his nails still growing. The settlers drove a stake through his heart and reburied him. Now a tree, unlike any other around it, grows straight through the grave plot. Some say the tree grew from the wooden stake and the rose bushes nearby grew from his fingernails. Rumors even persist to this day that residents from the local area see a mysterious figure walking around late at night. That is a story of Theodore Glava. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm going to say that's a real story, but that story is bullshit. But it's but it, but you didn't make it up. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I got. That's kind of what I was saying too. It sounded like a real story, but like also like uh, a real that Halloween that, that story. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, like all the physical things when they dug up his body, like uh, a little bit of blood on the mouth. All this, all the basically the signs of the vampire are all natural processes of decomposition. So right. Right, right. So that sounds legit, and then like the mystical legend, like the rose bushes spring from his fingernails, <laughs> sounds like uh, some writer got handed a puff piece for Halloween. Did anybody ever tell you that you sound like Bette Midler off Hocus Pocus when you use that voice? I just that's watched awesome. that for the first time like last night. How was I it, watched it last night too? I love that show. Hell yeah, I watched bits and pieces. Yeah, Man, shit. it was all right. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's good. It's good. Fucking what's his name? Max is a fucking hell of virgin douche. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's such a virgin. Fuck. That's funny. Such he's like the epitome <laughs> of like what makes calling someone a virgin an insult. <laughs> okay, yeah, touche. Yeah, that makes sense. I love that show. That's good. Oh, and by the way, to um, just ask your guys questions. No, that actually is absolutely fact. And that is in the historical museum too about this guy in the graveyard. Um, so yeah, that's a thing. Well, so, so I'm right. Historical museum. Yeah. I'm right, but there's no way that guy's a vampire because vampires aren't real. No, no way. Well, yeah, no way he's a vampire. But you know that you look at like superstition back in the day. Obviously, like Josh said, yeah, these are all natural decomposition things, and and it's it happens. So you know, yeah, people are scared. That's what it is. But yes, that is. I don't know. I'm pretty, pretty sure I've met a few fucking psychic vampires in my life i would say psychic <laughs> vampires i completely fucking believe in you know the other kind meh you know give or take so anyway Indeed. with that being said let's move on to a place called lakeside cemetery in Collin, michigan bullshit the, okay so this i just want to let the record show that uh we're one for one right now 
One for one. Yes, true. Um, use your little Chinese calculator over there, wherever you guys got. So in Collin, Michigan, the, <laughs> this is the final resting place. Oh, I thought you meant an abacus. Oh, true. Yeah, I did. I just called that Chinese calculator. God, it's not racist, is it? Yeah, maybe I'm a little. I'm unsure. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, because isn't that where it was founded? It, it was. So I think I don't okay. think that's racist. Okay. All right. Thanks for clearing my name. That's awesome. Okay. I think that's so fine. Lakeside Cemetery in Collin, Michigan is the final resting place of more magicians than any other cemetery in the world. Harry Blackstone, the first magician known to pull a rabbit out of a hat, performed the trick 80,000 times before he was buried in the Lakeside Cemetery. Uh, yes, in, the Blackstone. Uh-huh. In the 1920s, Blackstone and Australian magician Percy Abbott turned the sleepy village of Colin, population 1,200 at the time, into a magician's paradise, complete with magic shops, magic theaters, and an annual gathering of the magicians from around the world. And while the friendship didn't last, Blackstone retreated to a 200-acre mint farm that provided the aromatic herb to the Wrigley Gum Factory in Chicago, and Abbott left town, but still magic floats in the air above Colin. Blackstone died in Hollywood and could have been buried among other stars in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, stars such as Rudolph Valentino, Judy Garland, and Mickey Rooney, but he chose Lakeside Cemetery where he is buried in a family plot, along with his nearly identical brother Peter, who performed in the act as Harry's double and his son, Harry Blackstone Jr., also a Hollywood magician. Ted Banks, an English magician who toured with Stan Laurel and Charlie Chaplin, is buried with his wife Sally, a tiny woman who crammed into and jumped out of a small magic box. Jack Gwynn, who built props for Harry Houdini and taught magic tricks to, uh, uh, to actor Orson Welles, is buried beside his wife Anne, who also performed on stage, but refused to allow her husband to sar in half. Fucking pussy. So magicians from around the world choose to be buried in Lakeside Cemetery as a badge of honor. While performing in Beijing, China, magician Hank Morehouse collapsed and his body was brought to Colin for burial. Ricky Dunn, a sly magician who removed wallets and belts from unsuspecting audience members, died near Las Vegas. Carol Fox, a self-proclaimed king of corn, died while attending a magic seminar in Las Vegas. His cremated remains were brought to Lakeside in a lotta bowl, uh, which I've never heard of, by the way, as much as I love magic. Uh, it's a type of magician's prop rather than a funeral urn. Throughout the year, magicians and magic fans place coins, toy rabbits, playing cards, and magic wands on magicians' graves, and especially on Halloween night, when they might witness a broken wand ceremony, a ritual performed graveside to the symbol for the loss of magic. Fact or bullshit? Uh, I'm going to say that's fact. I'm going to say that's say a real that's story. that's fact, and if that's bullshit, you've outdone yourself, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I had something similar written, but yes, that is fact. I thought, oh, man, I could weave a story here, but yeah, I don't have time for that bullshit. So <laughs> anyway, so yes, that well, is Well, now fact. I'm going to take that into consideration with everything else. Oh, I just jinged myself. Would completely. he have time to actually write this? Yeah, this, <laughs> that was the thing. This story is way too long. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is, this is yeah. This has got to be real. There's no way. I mean, we know him, but he doesn't have that much dedicated time. There's no fucking way. So anyway, well, here's another one. So in the back corner of the Quiet Paradise Cemetery in Paradise, Texas, is a gravestone that simply reads, Lost Arm of F. Stewart, September 27th, 1910. No other gravestones nearby indicate where the rest of Stewart's body is buried. Very little is actually known about why their arm is buried under the headstone, why it exists, 
or if anything at all is buried at said site. Fact or bullshit, folks? Bullshit. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's fact. God damn it. Shit. (laughs) I figured it just because it was so short. And I was like, all right, he can't hit us with three facts in a row. Yeah, I was playing <laughs> the odds. There's no way that there. happens. Just playing the odds, and... I yeah. had actually just picked up my phone to find the email to see how many of these there were, because I was like, there's got to be at least one that's bullshit. At least one, yeah, I know. No, so that's fact, but it's really short. I mean, I don't know. Somebody dedicated to put a gravestone to... You know, Steve's toe was buried here. I just, yeah, perseverance, I guess. I don't know. Crazy. <laughs> Steve's toe. Maybe it was Steve. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, Steve. Steve. Yeah, Steve here. Woo. Um, here's the next one. So when Florence Iron Ford died at the age of 10, her mother made a strange request. She asked that her daughter's coffin be fitted with a small window with stairs leading down to the casket. During her short life, Florence, born September 3rd, 1861, was terrified of storms. As soon as one rolled in, she'd run to her mother, Ellen, who would patiently comfort her until the storm passed. In 1871, at the age of 10, Florence died of yellow fever. Her mother, naturally distraught, couldn't bear the thought of Florence being buried, as she still wanted to comfort her during storms, even as she lay at rest. So Ellen, her mother, had a small window fitted at the head of her daughter's casket and a narrow stairway built six feet down to the level of the window. Ellen had hinged metal trap doors installed at the top of the stairs so she could shut them during storms, protecting her from the wind and rain as she sat by her daughter's coffin, reading or singing to her until the storm passed. The grave has changed very little since 1871. The epitaph on the gravestone is still easy to read. As bright and affectionate a daughter as ever God with his image blessed. And behind the gravestone lie the metal trap doors, which still can be opened today, so cemetery visitors can still comfort Florence during storms. The only real change came with the addition of a concrete wall in the mid-1950s erected at the bottom of the stairway to cover the glass window, preventing any potential acts of vandalism. What do you think, boys? Bullshit. Uh, I'm going to say facts. I feel like you're trying to slip us four facts in a row. Ooh, God. That is a fact. Hey! Fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's really Sheesh. cool seeing the pictures, too, because it's like, this, you know, you got your tombstone, and the back is exactly what is described. There's this trap door, and I just can't even imagine. Like, I, I, I don't know. It just, it's weird, especially back in the day. You know, we look at, what, 1871? I, I, I don't know. It, it just it was creepy looking at the pictures too because there's one that shows you going down the stairs and you're right at where the window should be. I don't know, it's just crazy. So hmm. you know what people do with their loved ones for sure. So speaking of that, on March 14th, 1908, a gas explosion in the basement of Natchez Mississippi Drug Company killed five young female employees. The youngest was only 12 years old. Ugh. Okay, well, that's 1908, so that makes sense. And caused a prominent brick structure to collapse. The victims' tombstones are marked with only their last names. There is, however, an additional monument to the dead workers. Their former employee, um, sorry, employer, was so distraught by the explosion that he paid for the woman's burial plots and commissioned the stone angel to stand over their modest graves. The angel has since attracted a fair bit of attention to the historic Mississippi Cemetery. It's now known as a turning angel statue because according to some it turns to look at cars driving by 
This effect is said to be the most noticeable at night and when the car's headlights shine on the statue around the bend of the road. The turning effect, combined with the tragic story of the angel's dedication, makes this site loom large in Natchez, Mississippi. Old Natchez, Mississippi. Old Natchez. You know, you know Shane, I, th- I think you're a pretty crazy guy, and I think you're just crazy enough to do five facts in a row. I agree. And I'm going to go fact because you're not pulling one over me, bud. <laughs> okay. Josh, you agree? Yeah, I do, with the caveat that this also sounds a lot like the uh, Weeping Angel in the Logan Cemetery that... uh, Actually, you know what? No, I'm going bullshit. Ooh. God, and he changes the tables and changes the corner. Oh, it's crazy. Um, Nope, those are all facts. Every single one of them were facts. So I figured as fucking... Son of a bitch. (laughs) As weird as 2020 has been, why not just fucking flip the tables on it? So... There you so go. You give us no bullshit. God I damn, give you no game. bullshit. Yep. I was yeah, rigged, but I nominate you to the Supreme fucking court. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. It was a rigged <laughs> game, but I, I, I caught on to him early. <clears throat> yeah, you weren't too bad. I got to say, you know, I got to keep on my toes now and you know, see what happens. So I'm like a Democrat. I expected him to play by the rules. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, don't call me Republican. God. So for those of you. So, yes, that was Factor Bullshit. Wake of the Dead. Welcome to Halloween 2020. I hope that Halloween 2021 is better of a situation. But, Probably won't be. Oh, God, you're so negative, sir. But true. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so. saying, I mean, I don't think this is going to go away. No, no. I don't. I Anytime don't soon, anyway. No, I mean, well. I think we're still going to be having to wear like masks and people are going to get hella COVID until like 2022. I think the wearing masks thing is great and it should be normalized. If you're sick, if you, even if it's just a fucking cold, wear a fucking mask. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying there's so many small, small communities that won't like all the big cities. I think mostly are doing it, but yeah, but also there's more small communities than there are big cities. I th- there's less spread even if the small communities like don't do it you know what i mean and i think if it's not here's the fucking thing that sucks not to get all political again but uh it would take kind of a national mandate of like yes you have to wear a fucking mask because mm-hmm. if you wear a mask for six fucking weeks we're only asking you to quote unquote suspend your fucking liberties for six weeks yeah but if you do wear that a fucking mask for six weeks this goes away we can go back to fucking normal yeah, yeah but, if but you, americans fucking suck yeah yeah exactly. very hard yeah everybody's gonna scream about their excuse me their fucking rights and that's the problem we're in so how did we get from halloween to this I don't know. With that being said, let's clear our minds. Let's take a break. (laughs) And then we will return. Stand by, everybody. Give me a break. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. 
All right, and we're back. Um, we have one more segment we want to do, and then we actually have a special segment for Patreon members. So if you are a Patreon member, you're going to hear the included after the fact, which uh, is going to really be a story around Josh and, and his weird shit. But we wanted to include something that I thought was really cool and kind of wrap up Halloween 2020. And this is an article that I stumbled on, Five Cursed Books You Should Read at Your Own Risk. So, you know, have any of you guys, I'm, I don't know, Josh, you're not really a scary movie guy. Um, Ninth Gate, any of you guys yeah, seen that with Johnny Depp? Dude, I revisited that recently, and it's not scary at all. It's actually a fucking bumbling detective movie. The score in that is so fucking ridiculous. It, it's it, all it, ding, <laughs> it, it is kind of dumb. But the, what's cool about it is that that's what he's doing. Like he's on the search for the this book that just is absolutely you know it's got a creepiness factor to it. But you are right. Yeah, it's got a weird yeah, it's got a weird score. You know, for whatever it is. No, it's it's a creepy movie for sure. But it's just when I watched it again after not watching it for 10 years, I was like, oh, shit, this oh, isn't scary. This is a thing. <laughs> True. Touche. So we're going to run through these. And there's more in history. And I stumble on uh, stories about, like, you know, magical scriptures and cursed scriptures and things like this. But the book, the book is something different, I, I think, when you, you know, kind of sum it up into a thing. So... I'm going to kick this one off. This is uh, called The Orphan Story. So we're going to take a while for an author to get their big break. Even the first Harry Potter manuscript was rejected 12 times. It should have been rejected fucking more than that. But No way. Harry, anyway. Harry Potter is amazing. I'm not a Harry Potter fan. Never have been. Uh, the story's okay. The universe is okay. The author's a fucking pile of shit. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Touche. Continue. Yeah. Okay. With that being said, uh, but 400 years is surely a new record. So written in the early 1600s by Martin D. Lyon Cardenas, the orphan story is a golden age novel about a 14 year old Spaniard who heads in the Americas in search of fortune. While it may sound like the typical feel good adventure story, a major darkness looks within its pages that led to the novel not being published until 2018. Um, Belinda Pelaeus, a Peruvian scholar who edited the book for two years, says that she was warned by multiple people about the orphan story. They told her that the book was cursed and that the reason it had taken so long to publish was that anybody who worked on it would die in mysterious ways. While she initially laughed it off, research showed that those who previously edited the book died in horrific car accidents and or of strange illnesses. Did the powers that be not want the ancient script out in the world? Palacios remembers alive and well two years after the book's release. Uh, so here's hoping that the curse is lifted. So she's still alive, evidently. But, you know, after she researched everything in the background, um, nobody seems to be in that same situation. So. Interesting. Damn. There's that. Hmm. Weird. <clears throat> Well, hopefully, hopefully she stays safe. Uh, the untitled grimoires. Uh, you would think people have watched enough scary movies to know never to mess with a witch's spell book, but apparently not. The untitled Gr grimoires is a set of two handwritten spiral bound spell books sold by an online retailer for nearly $14,000 back in 2013. Jesus. The books were handwritten in the 1960s by Persephone Adresti Irene, a high priestess of Wicca who supposedly led her own coven. All 250 pages are filled with incantation spells, enchantments, and details on how to summon spirits and demons. 
Why would you ever want to summon spirits and demons in the first place? I, Honestly, I never, I never I got that. Really like, what? I mean, where, if you, what have, is that like, going to do? Solomon's ring and can make them do shit, and you know they're not going to fucking fuck you up. Maybe. But but, well, yeah, then, but but like, even eh. then, did he have the control of that? I mean, I've read, so I've seen that book, like Solomon's Keys. I I don't, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm completely sold that that was a thing. But maybe it was. I you know, And so here's the thing. You, you mentioned that, John. There was a, one thing that I wanted to kind of add to that. I forgot, oh, this is cool, Halloween. And it was actually supposed recorded demon voices. And after I even contemplated it, I went, you know what? No. I don't want to play these because that's just fucking no. Let's not go down that road. Well, now you're just being a max. It's a virgin. Well, yeah, that's what my wife says. Yeah, just light so. the black candles, Shane. Yeah, I'm more the cat, I think, than anything. So your Binks is that your Thackeray <laughs> Binks? Yeah, there you go. Anyway, well, however, there's a catch. Um, the seller warned buyers that any non-believers who mess with the books would bring a deadly curse upon themselves. While Persephone herself explicitly tells readers on the first page that proceeding with the book would have serious consequences, she wrote. <clears throat> To those not of the craft, the reading of this book is forbidden. Proceed no further, or justice will exact a swift and terrible retribution, and you will surely suffer at the hand of the craft. Since the absolute best way to get somebody to do something stupid is to tell them it's forbidden, we really hope the buyers of this cursed book made the right decision. And you know what? Jesus Christ. I just, you know, God, I hate to be such a fucking skeptic and skip, you know, stick in the mud, but like... Really? Uh, I'll read that right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm kind of. Um, I'm not afraid. Yeah. 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 To those of not of the craft. To those not of the craft, it's going to be like a lot of fucking. From what I've read about like any kind of like magical stuff and what I've heard about it is like it's all pretty simple stuff. So if you're reading that and you're not of the craft, it's going to be like. Yeah, I think a drink of water at 9 a.m. every day for a month. Right. Jerk off a little bit at 9.15 a.m. every day for a month. Uh, Think about what you want this thing to happen. Put it on some paper and burn it. That's probably a massive oversimplification, but like. No, no, not really. I mean, I I think intention has a lot to do with it. Absolutely. With everything in life, intention has everything to do with it, actually. But like. You know, I don't know. It's like if I read that book, just being like, "Yes, yeah, total bullshit." It's like there's some fucking demon waiting. Like, <laughs> he doesn't even no, believe this. Yeah. At me. <laughs> you read the magic spell. <laughs> your mind. Well, you don't even believe this. What a fool you are. Yeah, Bet Miller, raw Bet Millers at this point. It's the same thing. Like We're the look Sanderson at- sisters, bro. Hell there, yeah. there you go. Well, which one's no, the I- one with the big tits? That's my question. Uh, but you know, I want to. I want to see this Persephone do some actual like. Let's let's see these Wiccan witches. Like, let's see you do some crazy ass spells. You know, you what? know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I want to see this happen. And, when when yeah. will they do these? And and so here's the thing: when you think about fucking magic and you talk about intention, I, I re- that's the fucking key. If you really drive your energy into this fucking point, something's going to happen. Dude, we do magic every fucking day. Sunday, the Seahawks played. I got my Seahawks hat on. I got my jersey on. This is what I do. I'm doing. 
a spell. That's what I'm doing. I'm and doing magic. I'm doing the do same you. thing. Well, we lost, so fucking everything. That's what work. I fucking thought, bitch. But it was a good game, though. Yeah, we tried. Mag- your magic is weak, Shane. Yeah. My magic no, but, is weak. Uh, I know we have some listeners who are uh, practitioners of the magical arts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I do want to say, like, please don't be offended. We're having some fun here, but also yeah. I think that they would probably agree that, like, Int- intentions. I mean, you got to have yeah, intentions. It, if you don't, you're not like, focused. Ooh, the scary grimoires. That sounds like movie, like Necronomicon shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just yeah. like the word grimoire personally. I think that's fucking awesome. I'm gonna it name my kid that if I ever have scary and one. it's hard to pronounce, so it's perfect. I'm gonna name yeah, my dog exactly. grimoire. Grimoire. Did you poop yet? Did you make poopies, grimoire? Okay, let's go inside. Now make them disappear, just like in <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like I. I mean, I love this type of stuff, but I like to try and keep at least a foot in reality. Agreed. And, yes, and it's yeah. like okay, it's fun to think about, and I love to think about it, and it's fun. It's that's oh, why yeah. we watch Hocus Pocus, and that's why we watch Trick or Treat or whatever fun Halloween. If it's scary or Disney or whatever, but like in reality, reading a book ain't gonna do shit. No. To me, I will. If somebody wants to send me this grimoire book, I will read it right now, and nothing will happen. Well, Challenge. okay. I'm gonna have to come over to your house and put like salt around your house and make sure that you're <laughs> just in case because you never know. Uh, real quick before we get into the next story, um, speaking of fucking Hocus salt Pocus, around your house. Uh, <laughs> Um, Stardust is on Netflix right now, and that's also a really awesome witchy movie. Oh, I don't think I never heard of that. Okay. Oh, dude, it's based off a Neil Gaiman novel. It's fucking awesome. Oh, okay, cool. Highly recommend. Robert De Niro's in it for a minute. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <clears throat> the Book of the Sacred Magic of Abramelin? Abramelin? <laughs> Abramelon? <laughs> like Abramelon? Your voice gets higher. Throws in. Why can't the a mage book? just be called fucking Scott? <laughs> right. Yeah. Scott the, the mage. The secret mage of Scott the mage. <laughs> Biff. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. <clears throat> Abramelon. Got it. Most parents give their kids toys or a new phone as a gift, but Abramelon gave his son a book full of mythical curses. Hmm. That works too, I guess. Since it was translated to English in 1900, this 15th century novel had, has had a reputation for being cursed. There are several theories of why, but most believe it has to do with the mage's belief that everybody has their own unique personal demon. Throughout the book, he gives instructions for rituals and supernatural feats to bring your demons under control. Any paranormal enthusiast knows that it's risky to reach out and communicate with the spiritual world. So it's not surprising that readers of this book have reported bad luck and hauntings by spirits from another realm. Uh, that sounds like the Alcoholics Anonymous book, honestly. <laughs> I was going to say it's similar. <laughs> I have Same I'm publisher. <laughs> Sadly, I've read it, uh, or parts of it anyway, and it's all about like finding a higher power and uh, yeah. everyone's personal stuff. Also... Mm. Um, 
there is the concept of the daemon, which is uh, like a different part of your soul or your psyche that's outside of your body. That's like basically our physical selves are the person, the character in the video game, and our daemon is the person controlling the game. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's interesting, but mm. uh, probably actually has nothing to do with what this Ab- Abermile dude was talking about. Aber... Abermile. Abermillen. Abermillen? Yeah, I see. Here that's... you go, child. Here's a book of mythical curses. Happy birthday. Andrew. Thanks, Biff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I poo poo your supernatural shit, Amber <laughs> Melon. Well, you're talking about demons. Let's wrap this up. There's two more on here. And um, yeah, here you go because this word rings a bell. The Grand Grimoire. When a book is nicknamed the Gospel of Satan, hell yeah. You may want to think before cracking it open. Said to be written by a man possessed by the devil. This 16th century book is known as one of the most terrifying occult books in existence. It contains dark incantations and instructions on how to summon demons and raise spirits from the dead. The last part may sound appealing to those who are grieving or suffering from loss, but this book's dark reputation makes it one of the most feared medieval manuscripts of all time. Since even opening the book is considered equivalent to selling your soul to the devil, it's a good thing that the Grand Grimoire is not available for purchase. It's said that the original copy is currently kept in the Vatican secret archives and not currently available to the public. What I wouldn't give How convenient. to see the Vatican archives. Holy shit. Can you imagine Dude, the just, evil in that? Oh. Just watch the end of uh, that one Dan Brown movie that the name i can't the da vinci code thank oh, you oh tom hanks you're talking <laughs> tom hanks oh. yeah he gets is it that one or is it uh angels and demons where he gets to fucking hang out in the oh shit the i don't arcades. i don't think i've seen either or actually but i, I know what you're no talking idea. about yeah. uh i recommend them they're fun movies they have the tom hanks but uh also they're stupid tom you know hanks best haircut but you know what? i don't believe in that because i don't believe in satan i don't believe in the devil I don't believe in God. No, and the thing is, yeah, even here's the thing: Catholicism. I don't believe in any of that. No, so there's no way that can be true. Yeah, if you don't believe in one thing, you can't believe in something else. Yeah, somebody gives me a book like this was made from the bones of Satan and bathed in his blood with toenails. But my spell (laughs) book is bound in human flesh. Just like okay, there's there's just no way that's actual no i I don't i'm being very skeptical and i'm sorry well on halloween john god you're ruining our party over here man Uh, well i'm just you brought this guy he's not even wearing a costume yeah i'm not even wearing a costume (laughs) right i was a dictator last year i literally tied a potato around my waist and just said i'm a dictator i went to poplar and nobody even noticed so, yeah, there's that's that. not the weirdest thing to see. Up yeah, right. You're the guy we wouldn't let in. <laughs> well, I, I got <laughs> let in. So anyway, God, you yeah. did not just walk into Poplar with a dick around your or a potato. around. I, I absolutely did. And I'm my sure wife was literally just tied around his dick with his dick out. Well, my dick that. wasn't in the potato. It was just hanging around the waist. But then Josefina went oh. as a fork in the road. And she had like road signs and a fork, and nobody got mm-hmm. that either. So 
we had a beer and nobody paid uh, attention. I thought, I thought you meant you walked enough. in butt naked and just covered in a potato. I oh, like, no. There's God. no way we would have let you in. <laughs> no. Are you sure? Oh, <laughs> anyway, let's cover this last one. Me since and last then... Halloween, I uh, <laughs> thought you went to the bar naked with a potato, <laughs> with, with a potato from your dick. dick, and I was like, "What kind of weirdo am I fucking mixed up with?" <laughs> Boy, I don't even know in my weirdest days. I mean, even when I was in San Francisco in the Navy, when I was in A school, learned how to do my job. I went to rock or a picture show dressed as Frankenfurter. You know how hard even in San Fran it is to get a taxi dressed as Frankenfurter? It's fucking still tough. So that's as far out as I've ever went in my life. I don't want to go farther out than that. <laughs> well, should we finish this out? By all means. The Voynich Manuscript. There's nothing more uh, frightening than the unknown. Yes, and this is why the Voynich Manuscript has become one of the most mysterious and feared books of all time. <laughs> Written in the 15th century, all 240 pages are inscribed in an indecipherable language that has frustrated and cursed people with bad luck for years. While countless historians and researchers have tried to crack the code, none have been successful. Was it written by people from another country? An unknown species? Alien life? Nobody knows but it's been long speculated that a fatal curse will be unleashed on anybody who finally unlocks this terrifying language. Thank you so much, Scrooge, for reading that, because that was awesome. (laughs) You had (laughs) the exact same voice for that. That's so funny. Yeah, so those are the horror books that you can, uh, curse books, that just, by all means, you know, don't pick them up. But I'm evidently, scared. John, you can still page. pick them up because it's okay. I'll read I'll, this I'll, one. I'll pick them up. The Voynich Manuscript. Okay. I heard about that one. But, actually. I mean, it's in an indecipherable language, so I, I don't know if I... Oh, yeah, that's been on everything from, like, fucking ghost hunters to fucking yeah. ancient aliens. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just look it up. Look up the pages. Like, it, it's a weird hodgepodge of... I, I think the guy was just... I don't know. Writing a book in his own scat. I have no clue what the fuck. It it, it makes no sense at all. So I don't know if that's as mysterious as it should be, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it could have been just an ancient uh, person with schizophrenia because I've looked at some yeah, people just with schizophrenic notebooks. Yeah. They're pretty, like, holy pretty shit. insane. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Step in that mind a little bit. So for sure. Um, that is the books. So I think for the most part, we are done with this episode, unless you are a Patreon member, if you're a Patreon member or you want to be, you can join Patreon at patreon.com slash strange uncles. And we got more for your ear balls. Josh has a story that we're going to kind of roll into right after this. If you're a Patreon, you hear it. If you're not, you won't hear it. But for well, those of you who are not the beginning of it. Oh, you want to kind of tease <laughs> a little bit? Yes. Oh, by all means. So, uh, I've alluded to uh, pretty much everywhere I've lived being a little bit haunted on this podcast multiple times. Um, And I'm pretty sure I've alluded to this story a few times where uh, uh, I came home and found uh, some belongings of mine piled in like... uh, basically like a cairn fashion 
um, in my bedroom when no one had been home all day and uh, just some weird ass shit that cannot be explained. Um, and I've hinted at it a few times, but I don't think we've ever really gotten into it on mic. Um, but I want to tell you dudes about my weird ass fucking house. Um, so I don't know. Uh, are you ready for this? Yes, I think so. I think so for the All most right. part. And I volunteered to actually come over a couple times with some, uh, multimeters and try to see what's going on with the EMF. I, man. Yeah. Dude, honestly, like, uh, with the windstorm that happened a little while ago and finding out that my house was wired completely fucking shittily and bad. Right. Uh, that might explain some of the weirdness because I think there might have been a little bit of a fear cage going on. Like almost nothing was grounded. Um, but the, I have physical evidence for this. There are pictures that I took of, what happened so well so so let's let's define that a little bit for the listeners and and then again you know we're, we're gonna roll over to patreon and you guys can hear the story but um i really didn't hear the fear cage so i belong to another group uh called okra paranormal and i never really heard the term till mike started explaining it to me where you have things that are ungrounded you have pipes that are ungrounded old galvanized lines whatever have you it literally causes like there's frequencies that fuck with your brain and you think you're being watched or you're being seen or you're being in the background when the reality, you just live in an old house, you know. And he's done a lot of cases where it was something like that. He's done cases also that it was that there was actually a hazard. And they thought it was a haunting. It wasn't a ha- haunting. It was a hazard. Um, fear cage is a thing. And, Josh, I know you know that. And, you know, I, I think my house in uh, Spokane's like that, built in 1923. There's just some weird stuff going down. But I can't explain the TV's going on and off. I can't explain the radio's going on and off. I can't explain the dog's hiding in the corner. So, like, your situation is probably well, I mean, similar. It, it makes sense if there's, like, a weird EM field, right? Like, if there's mm-hmm. some ungrounded shit, maybe some reverse polarity. that <clears throat> Like, that affects animals also. Right. Um. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, we've always felt kind of weird upstairs here in our house. And, um turns out most of the outlets up here were not grounded Mm. and also uh a lot of them had reverse polarity which was pretty funny um our patreon josh came over and helped us get it sorted out so that was awesome thank you josh um but yeah so i came home one night well not one night uh january 31st but so I got, uh, I, I came home from work, uh, January 31st, 2015. And I noticed a bag, like a gift bag was kind of ripped up on, um, and sitting in between the coffee table and the sofa in my living room. Um, I think it was like a Friday night and I was going to go hang out with some friends and, uh, have a couple beers. And I walked into the bedroom and noticed that because I was weirded out about this bag, it had been, it was a bag that had been at the bottom of my closet for a long time. It was just a gift bag that I shoved a bunch of shit in that was, uh, it was just a gift bag 
it was bursting at the seams. It was full of stuff, but it was just like random, basically garbage. Um, and it had been there for a while, just on the co- closet floor. And so I, I thought it was really weird to see it torn open out in the living room with nothing out there. And so I went into the bedroom to check it out and all of the things that were in the bag were piled in different locations, like in the, on the closet floor and around the foot of the bed. Um, it's kind of fucked up, kind of weird. Hmm. That's interesting. Now's probably a good time. To <laughs> I was about to say, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, Cut over onto Patreon and continue yep, this. Absolutely. So for those of you listening, um, there's a Halloween episode. Josh, thank you for the intro on that. We will continue on Patreon. Uh, again, patreon.com slash strange uncles. Uh, you know, be more than happy. We've got tons of stories. I've got tons of stories. But this one is a special Halloween one. So I think at this point we're going to end. Um, I will say for everybody listening local, uh, Find us everywhere on social media. Find us, uh, find a podcast. You can call our hotline, 801-252-6945. You can actually write us at strangejunkles at gmail.com. Look for our website. But, uh, you know, for those of us here at Strange Uncles, to you, the people who are hopefully going through the same bullshit that we are, <sighs> happy Halloween. It's different. It's weird. But we'll all make it through one way or another. Stand by Patreon members for more. Close gates.